What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered, episode number 401 here on Thursday, September 15th. Uh, let's start off with, I guess, the good news. Is... No, it's not good news. Well, it's good. It is good news. Yeah, actually, it's good news. <laughs> we didn't need to be a... Listen. We didn't, need, as... we didn't need any more heartburn. As, yeah, as much as I fucking hate Joe Biden and want the Democrats to be destroyed, uh, a rail strike would have been devastating for the country. The yeah. economy would have been in shambles. Supply chain would have been fucked. People would have been really hurting from this. So. Well, I would have been fine because I filled up on my gas tank and got a bunch of groceries, so... Yeah. Until they run out? Yeah. Rail strike would go. Two weeks later, yeah. <laughs> two weeks later. So, now, now here's the thing, right? They reached this tentative deal, but it does still need to be ratified. Yeah. When yeah. is that going to happen? It could take weeks. Right, that's what it I thought. It weeks. could take a while. So, so, at the end of that, if it know, doesn't get ratified, yeah. we could be back to square and one. There's been a trend of, of all places, CNN wrote about this, there's been a trend of the rank and file going against the leadership-endorsed yeah. uh, agreements, like yeah. John Deere. Had a little kerfuffle of sorts. But, uh, yeah, Joe Biden gets up there this morning and talks like about how he solved the uh, rail strike crisis. And I'm like, eh, they still got to vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we could be back to this uh, in a few weeks. It's uh, true. You know? I mean, it's true. So here's the thing, right? That's done now. And everyone on the left is like, oh, see? Biden got the job done, and his transportation secretary yeah. did a great job. And I'm like, okay, well, first off, it's just breathing uh, room, guys. Yeah, Come yeah. on. First off, it shouldn't have even got to this point. No. Okay. It's been since the spring. Secondly, do you want me to thank you for your president, whose literal pimps are the fucking union bosses? Yeah. Do you want me to say thank you for for him working with his people? And evidently, like, not all that hard. So. Uh, also the also the deal. Is a bad deal, yeah. So, you know, I also find it. You know, you would think that it's it's you know, the holdup was over like pension or like you know rate of uh, salary increases and whatnot that union workers always get after five or so years. Uh, it was about uh, sick leave and missed time penalties. Yes, missed work penalties. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like big ticket items, and yeah. they apparently couldn't. You know, for. Since spring and all summer, they couldn't like work yeah, out no, work out what what the fuck was that about? So. Well, they had already basically caved on the money, which is the biggest part. And these people are going to get like you know massive thirty percent like, raises. Exactly, I saw it like 20, oh, at least twenty seven percent or something. over. Well, it's it's staggered over years, right? Yeah. But still, like these these rail companies, most of them, as far as like commuter rail or. Uh, you know, for regular customers and yeah. also freight too. Yeah, like they they don't have the money to cover that labor overheads. It's inevitably going to be what's it going to do? Well, it's never going to cause it, inflation and be passed on say, to customers. We all know it's never indexed to inflation. Right. Yeah. It's just going to be passed <laughs> on to customers, which yeah. you know, as usual. What else we got going on? The big topic right now, this big debate, which these strategies have worked in bringing this debate back to the forefront as an election issue illegal immigration because now the we're we're really stepping it up on our side as far as sticking it to them on their, you know, pro illegal immigration policies which, you know, so we're t- obviously talking here about bringing the buses to the democrat cities also uh, Ron DeSantis yesterday, I'm sure you heard, sent two planes full of illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard, which is hilarious. Um Here's the thing, okay? The Democrats 
want these policies. Yeah. It's their policies that are that are making this happen, okay? They want illegal immigration. They want open borders. So once you then confront them and send the illegals to their town, right? Oh, they flip a shit. Then yeah. it's this big crisis, yep. right? Martha's Vineyard in state of emergency where it's a humanitarian crisis. These are their words. I bet it's okay. about 40 people. It's 50 people. 50 people. That's what I thought. That number of illegals, <laughs> that number of illegals crosses into Texas in like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah, or or less. Yeah, yeah. Less than that. I would say, I would say uh, four, yeah. four minutes. Uh, so. <laughs> 50 people cost Martha's Vineyard to shut down. <laughs> yeah. It, it literally, it was like, that's exactly what happened yeah. last night. There hasn't been a panic this bad since, uh, you know, it's in Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was Amity Island, but it was and based on this then we also have uh, two busfuls from Texas. Governor Greg Abbott sent a uh, hundred illegals from Venezuela and and other shitholes, Southern American countries, um, to Kamala Harris's house, oh, the Naval yeah. Observatory. They did dropped you, them off right outside. Did you see like the Secret Service like came out? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and there was an interview done yeah. with one of the guy with one of the illegals that they dropped off. Take a listen to this unbelievable clip. Roll that, Mr. Producer. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in, free, no problem. And in, but it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally, that's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. The border's open. Border's open. Everybody knows it, he says. Yeah, the, yeah, everybody yeah. knows the border's open. Anyway, we know that, obviously. But, you know, the, these things, it's just like the Democrats are just making it so transparent. They want illegal immigration, but not to their towns. Yeah. Well, too bad. You know, okay, there's yeah. a solution. Secure the border. And now that there's going to be no rail strike, they should put them on the trains. Set them up there. <laughs> I'm dead serious. You want, You think buses are bad? Whole train fulls of, uh, oh, yeah. well, of illegals there? You know, and then there's some people that are like, well, you know, these are just stupid photo ops, as supposedly Carrie Lake said, uh, which I couldn't disagree more with. I thought that was the case in the beginning. And, you know, anybody who listens to the show for a long time knows when this first started with Abbott, I'm like, okay, this is just, you know. He's going to go do like two, stunt, two bus trips. And you know, stuff, he's right? got an election. It's a stunt, yeah. all that. But this is working. This is putting Washington, D.C., New York, Chicago's Democrat mayors on their heels, which is now putting pressure on the Biden administration. And these public displays here where you have the libs freaking out about 50 illegals being put, uh, brought into Martha's Vineyard and you have busloads of illegals dropped off outside of uh, Kamala Harris's residence. This is, this is moving the needle. It is. And this is making illegal immigration an election topic. Right, and that's what we should want Bring because the when it comes to this issue, we win. Yeah, we will win because that's what Trump ran on in twenty sixteen. Right, we have to build the wall, we have to secure the border, and so these are being very successful in making that a midterm issue. And uh, so, MSNBC's Chris Hayes, who we all know is just literally a fucking retard. <laughs> um, 
2019, he tweeted, quote, The idea that sending immigrants to a place like New York City is some kind of brilliant troll or rhetorical checkmate is hilariously stupid. Well, mm. now that we're doing it, he's not laughing anymore. Yeah. And last night, he said, quote, Deeply, deeply sick and dehumanizing to fling human beings somewhere vindictively. That's funny. That's funny. To which I responded with, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was like, Oh my God, your life is so hard. Yeah. You're being sent to a beach in America as an illegal immigrant. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my. Oh my God. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, the clip from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. When they're having that fight. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, you probably had to pay them with cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, this, this whole thing is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It, the Democrats... I don't know if they, like, truly believe what they're saying to this stuff. Yeah. Or if it's just a big show. And if they truly believe what they're saying well, about they're, this... Well, they're, they're insane. Then they're insane and in yeah. denial. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens the The rest of... Uh, I, guess the, I guess this is just going to keep ramping up. I was surprised that when that happened last night... And it's a great move. I hope they continue to do this and dump even more illegals to all these fucking Democrats because they get what they ask for. Um, this is their policy, and we should make them pay for it. So, uh, what else do we got here? The FBI. Yeah. Great FBI is yeah. at it again. Of course, I think we talked about this briefly the other day. I can't remember if this was after our episode or before our episode. I think it was before. Yeah. We talked about Mike Lindell. Yeah. And how the FBI agents raided uh, Mike Lindell at a Hardee's drive-thru. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've been writing about this and following yeah. the story. What's what's kind of going on? They there? wanted to. They want. They wanted his phone. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "What do you What do you mean you need my phone? I run my companies off this phone. Right. I just can't give you my phone." Uh, he got the you know the lawyer. He called his lawyer, mm-hmm. put on speakerphone. The agent brought him the search warrant, and then he was actually like told by his lawyer to like give up the phone. Yeah, he had to. So, um, you know, as the Mar-a-Lago fiasco has been put on hold because of the appeal by the DOJ over the special master and that whole circus, uh, now they're doubling down on the January sixth yeah. investigation. Have you noticed that? Yeah. They 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 seize his. They you know they they raid Mike Lindell. They send forty uh, subpoenas. Uh, as part of their investigation, um, which kind of piggybacks off of Eric Erickson's original uh, hypothesis about why the raid occurred, which was that they raided uh, Mar-a-Lago not because of Russian collusion, but to find January six, you know, documents yeah. to incriminate Trump, and found nothing. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's just getting out of control. Yep. You know, it's just they're just running amok. Time is running out. They don't know what they have to look like. They're, they're doing something other than politically persecuting Donald Trump. So I guess they just go after people who support him, which is one in the same. Well, they served opinion. some 40 people, I think, as part of this yeah. uh, this tracking down of Trump associates. Yeah. And... It, Why wait now? Why? Oh, it's because the whole Mar-a-Lago thing was a bust? Yeah. It's been over a month. Well, I think, Nothing. I think that's the case. Um, also, I think they need to, like, keep habitually distracting from a few things that are going on in the background. So oh, like the fabrication of evidence that they always do. Well, yeah, yeah, we know that. But so I'm talking about Hunter Biden's laptops. Yes. Laptops. Yes. Oral. Oh, oral. oh I, I saw that on hot air. There could be another one. There's a second. Oh my. 
Nobody knows where it is. Someone has it. Is this I don't know. The one know. with the uh, child porn it's on being it? hidden. Uh, well, that was allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly, that's for the lawyers. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but we all know that that could be the case. Yeah. But allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we watched the movie uh, My, My Son, Son Hunter. Hunter. There's <laughs> two laptops. There are. Which that movie was off the rails. The it was kind was of entertaining. <laughs> it, there was there was a couple moments in it which were like that was really well done. Yeah. Overall, it's really out of control. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, could be a second laptop. Nobody knows who has it, where it is, what's on it. They could be uh, saving that for um, 2024. Um, So we'll see. But also, this this report kind of flew under the radar. And you wrote about this. Yeah. The Russian collusion hoax suffering yet another fatal blow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not getting the coverage that it deserves. Of course, you covered it on yeah. for Town Hall. Um, what is the story here? Because let's go all the way back. Oh, yeah. To, to when the when the dossier was actually posted by BuzzFeed. Uh, well over five to six years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, remember, this was, remember we talked about the, the infamous Trump P tape and all that, all that type of salacious uh, allegations <laughs> yeah. against the president. Uh, his name was I- Igor Danchenko. Yep. He turned out... Uh, to, he was paid by the FBI starting in March of 2017 based off the information he gave him. And now he's been, and he was arrested last year for lying to the FBI. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so again, we have a, an issue of the FBI manufacturing its own evidence, using its own people to commit crimes against – well, yeah, basically right. to go after their political opponents. I mean this is, this is the Gretchen Whitmer thing all over again, which was a completely FBI informant-led – Entrapment plot, mm-hmm. and, uh, and which which was weaponized against Trump because you know even though uh, there was nothing there and that the this plot was never going to succeed whatsoever because it was you know something it was basically venting on a text message thread. Mm-hmm. Whitmer decided to use it against Trump in the waning days of the twenty twenty election, which was the intention probably. So, well, theorizing on this, right? Yeah. Uh, and I I read this last night. I forget who wrote it, um, but someone who's been pretty in on the Russian collusion hoax stuff from the beginning. They said that apparently he only started getting paid and getting the protections of a confidential FBI informant after the Russia Gate investigation had began. After Nunez after, yeah. started dig- and Kash Patel started digging yeah. into this yeah. to protect him and hide him from them. Yeah. yeah. Like this whole thing is so sinister. It's yeah. crazy. Honestly, unbelievable. Denchenko P tape man. Yeah, because he's the one who originated that. Which that anybody knows how much of a germaphobe Trump is. Yeah, he's not getting pissed on. No, let's he's just, not like, let's like, just not gonna that happen. was, the, that was the whole thing from the beginning. Yeah, was that it was just so unbelievable, yeah. right? Kind of like if the nuclear they, secrets at Mar-a-Lago. Well, yeah, yeah. If they had just taken, well, that's the nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago is more believable than the PJ. <laughs> okay, uh, but if they had just taken the P out of it. Yeah. They would have gotten a lot more buy-in from people. That's all I'll can, say. I can, imagine, can you imagine if that was real, though? Well, yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. So warm. Oh, my you God. You Russian slut. All right. Jeez. <laughs> that was only an uncensored for sure. <laughs> Although um, the, the conversation that preceded that alleged story about Trump saying how we have the most... Or, no, Putin saying we have the most luxurious hookers here. Yeah. Was that Trump or Putin? Because the guy... That was, it was Putin. It was Putin. Yeah. He's like, we have better hookers than you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can believe that. I, I mean, yeah. I can, that part I can believe. If they but, work for Putin. But the whole pissing part, probably not. All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> uh, you know, the FBI also talked about how uh, January 6th 
and parents at school boards, you know, that that all ties together, right? The extremists, oh. the ultra mega extremists. Well, is this the Hank Johnson thing? Yeah. Well, oh my Hank God. Johnson, you know. This guy again? The guy who said that Guam is in danger of tipping over because <laughs> there's too much weight on one side of the island. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the fact that he's still in Congress. Do we have that clip? Yeah, oh, well, of course we, we have that. We should clip. put that in there. Roll that one, Mister Producer. Yeah, my my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. I mean, what the. <laughs> The the admiral, the admiral, his face, is, yeah, who's who's biting his inner lip to not laugh, yeah, is just is the is the best part of that. The admiral's like, uh, are you serious? Yeah, like, uh, but we got another clip retarded? here. We got another clip here. Who he made another dumb retard comment uh, about. Uh, basically saying that parents at school board meetings questioning what their children are being taught just like January 6th. Take a listen. And people on the local level uh, at affected school board meetings, they won't forget the MAGA uh, Republicans descending on their school board meetings uh, after January 6th, like January 6th, disrupting meetings. It was a coordinated uh, attack happening across the country. Americans won't forget about it. I can't even that. Um, yeah, that guy, I, I honestly do not understand how he is still in office. And well, he comes from like a D plus 70 district. That that's that's got to be why. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And he's been there forever. So yeah. no one, everyone's like, why bother for, for somebody new when we know that he's like, you know. Yeah. Man. All right. Uh, the economy continues to get worse. Uh, Inflation. We've talked about the stock market crashed. I, I don't know what the market's doing today. I haven't really looked at it. Let me take a look. Uh, I think it was down. Oh yeah, down another percent on the S and P. One point four on the Nasdaq. Yeah, we're pretty much fucked. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Economically, I mean, you know, everyone knows that things are not looking good. Uh, now even. A top Obama economist, you know, and we all know how great he was at running the economy. Mm-hmm. Even the, his economists are saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. Roll that clip. What yesterday's numbers did was it increased the probability of there being what we call, we're calling a hard landing, that there's going to have to be a recession here mm-hmm. to get inflation down anywhere near the Fed's 2% target. And so we're going to have to see what, what comes of it. Um, but it's it's certainly not going to happen in the near term. There's only one more report before the midterm elections, and we're we're looking at a much longer process process than that. And the question is going to be how consumers react to these numbers. Terrific. And you know, like we said the other day, with inflation continuing to persist, the Federal Reserve must get continue to be aggressive and maybe even get more aggressive with their rate hikes this month. Uh, mortgage rates are at you know I don't even know what the high is. I think it's like well over a 25-year high. I think it was since the 90s I saw. Um, the the economy is already in recession. The recession could get worse. Uh, jobs are being shed. Uh, wage growth is negative due to, to rating for inflation. I mean, you know, we could talk about this all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but things are very bad, and they're going to continue to get worse. They're going to get more... Things are going to get more expensive. 
you know, it, so it's not good. Very, very bad. Talk a little bit about some election stuff here. We mentioned the other day that records show Fetterman, John Fetterman, uh, the guy with the extra, uh, what do you want to call it? Appendage? Tit? On his neck, the tit on his neck. The neck tit? Um, apparently, he owned eight properties. Um, <laughs> you know, after saying, after beating on Dr. Oz for, oh my God, he owns all these houses. Well, he owns multiple properties, yeah, too. Yeah. So, you know, God forbid anybody yeah. has any success in, in this country. Um, but most importantly, yesterday, the biggest development in the Pennsylvania Senate race, which is literally the key to taking the Senate back this year, it basically is coming down to that. Fetterman finally indicated that he's willing to debate. But the debate won't be for over a month from now. <laughs> totally stroked out on that first take. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I had a stroke like Fetterman. Um, he has like 9,000 demands. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. It's so like... October 25th, just two weeks before the election. This is already after early voting will have been underway for a couple weeks, okay? Yeah. His strategy is that if he waits, he knows that the Democrats are all going to vote early, and then he won't lose any votes by looking like a fucking retard on stage. Um, so... They insist that the debate be kept at 60 minutes, okay? Wait, that's it? But he also asked the station for closed captioning during the debate because apparently he can't listen, which, great, yeah. Mm. And two practice sessions in the studio ahead of time. Yeah, no. Okay. There's a lot of issues with this, as the Oz campaign correctly pointed out. He shouldn't get practice sessions, especially not with the moderators who will be doing the question-asking. And also, if there's going to be closed captioning and a delay, if we're going to have to wait on him for his fucking vegetable brain to process what's being said, then the debate should be longer than 60 minutes. It should yeah. be at least 90 minutes. There's only going to be one debate, okay? So we'll see if an agreement is had there. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of questions. Even the New York Times is like, yeah, this guy, uh, I don't know about him. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the medical records thing is questionable. His health is questionable. I mean, if he can't, if he can't listen to a conversation, like, how can he like get things done? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Um, and as I said last night, we already have enough retards up on Capitol Hill. We don't need to add another one. So go ahead and vote for Dr. Oz. If you live up in Pennsylvania, I'm sure you are already, but get out there, support him, knock the doors, give some money if you can. Uh, directly, not to the NRSC, because fuck Rick Scott. Um, but Fetterman is not the only Democrat who has been uh, refusing to debate this season. Mm. Katie Hobbs refuses to debate Carrie Lake in Arizona. Josh Shapiro refuses to debate Doug Mastriano up in Pennsylvania. Kathy Hochul refuses to debate Lee Zeldin in New York. Um very interesting that they refuse to do this. Yeah, um, especially when two of the three... I don't know much about Katie Hobbs, but I do know that Josh Shapiro and Kathy Hochul never really had to debate or fight for anything. Yeah. You know? Like, they're mostly shoo-ins mm-hmm. to their past offices, so it means that they're probably really bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Right? It, if you don't debate... It, it's a risk-reward thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, if you choose not to debate, you're going to get hit for that, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But is it better or worse than what would happen if you did debate? 
Because if you do debate, either you can make a devastating gaffe or you can just get trounced in, you know, just a straight-up debate of yeah, policy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I'd love to – I don't know for sure. I, I don't have the information here, but I'd love to know if Mark Kelly's going to debate Blake Masters because I think Masters could run circles around him. I'd love to know if in uh, in Florida, if Demings is going to debate Rubio, right? I'd love to know if up in Ver- or in New Hampshire, uh, Hassan's going to debate uh, Bolduc. Bolduch. <laughs> Bolduch. Bolduch. Um, so, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here. We'll have a lot of resolution on this uh, over the next, what do we have now, until Election Day? 50 days, maybe? Yeah. Something like that, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, so it's getting close. We had the last primaries of the season, so that's how you know we are getting close to the general. In New Hampshire, as we just said, retired General Don Bolduch. <laughs> Beat the <laughs> every time I see it, I just want to say Bolduch. Um, he beat the uh, establishment cuck uh, Chuck Morse up there. Did you see? Um, he had like a, it was like three hundred. He had a, a, a shield yes with arrows yeah. in it. I'm like, I love this guy already. Yeah, I don't care. He's, he's very Trumpian. Yeah, there was no endorsement in the race, but uh, you know, Bolduch is the MAGA guy, right? Yeah. Um, also, Caroline Levitt. Won the primary, which is she's MAGA, she's MAGA for she's sure. Big MAGA. Um, you know, so yet again, and that's a winnable a, New Hampshire one is winnable. Well, you know, it's in, swing. In state, you know, everyone's like, you know, Chris Pepper should be feeling good right now. I don't know, about I don't that. think so. No, I don't know, not about a red that. wave year, yeah. Um, also, yeah. I, you know, the same thing that people are saying about uh, Maggie Hassan, I'm like, nobody likes her up there. If you look at her unpopularity, She's like 53% unpopular. Yeah, she's like the so, frozen pizza of in a, New Hampshire. In a red wave year, there's a situation where we could, you know, win those seats. But, you know, this is yet another case of New Hampshire's not far right wing. No. Right? No. So the, the narrative of, like, you know, when Trump goes away, the America First or MAGA movement's going to go away is just outright wrong. Yeah. Because through this primary season, as we saw time and time again— the Trump candidates, the America First candidates, the MAGA candidates absolutely ran train on the establishment. And, yeah. yes, I said that on purpose. <laughs> uh, they raped the establishment, and that's why Mitch McConnell can't fucking handle it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. Either he'll step up and support these people, as he should. Yeah. Uh, and give which, them the money already. Well, you know what? Like, he, his pack has plenty of money. The thing is, he knows that these people will not vote for him to be leader, even if yeah, we take probably, control. That's probably true. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. Yeah. Rhode well, Island. He just needs to deal with it. Yeah, Rhode Island, nobody cares about Rhode mm-hmm. Island. Really, it's just a damn hellhole. It really is. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful state. Very small, beautiful state. Delaware had their primaries, which were all uncontested, yeah. and uh, but apparently Joe Biden had to spend uh, half a million dollars worth of uh, Secret Service protection and fuel to fly to Delaware for an hour to vote. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Um, <sighs> we got some interesting races up in New York, which you know is really is surprising me. Um, you know, I was talking to yeah. I was talking to a friend from New York today. He said, yeah, these polls show good sign, but, you know, how much are they going to cheat now that they see it's close? Yeah. Because New York is prime hellhole for, for cheating. But could Lee Zeldin pull it off? You know, late last month, a couple of Democrats endorsed him. Uh, on Tuesday, New York City Councilman, a Democrat, Robert Holden, endorsed him. Oh, wow. Um, 
another Democrat who is a former New York City Council president and state assembly member endorsed Zeldin. So it's very interesting. Yeah, I heard and, Kathy Hochul's not happy about that. Oh, she's pissed. Yeah, she's yeah, pissed. She's I mean, she's a real that. bitch anyway, so that's not surprising. But, yeah. you know, polls show it's pretty close race up there. Yeah. Could get interesting. Which is great because, you know, like, what was it, like a month and a half ago, it showed that, she, didn't she have like a 15-point lead on Zeldin? Or was that oh, just, or was that just some floppy? No, dem that was poll? some dem poll. Yeah. Uh, the the tra- Trafalgar poll has him down, I think four percent, which is within the margin of error. Yeah. So it really is going to all come down to turnout. Who's turning out upstate? Yeah. Right. If you could get flip some Democrats down in New York City, um, you know, even the the mod- even there are some moderate Democrats in New York City that are still left, and they're not pleased with what's going on in the state and in the city. Yeah. Um. The crime's out of control. The taxes are out of control. Things are just bad generally. So, um, you know, and, and there's still a little bit of a COVID hangover there because obviously New York was one of the last holdouts on all the COVID bullshit. So, uh, also, interestingly enough, yeah, y- yesterday we get a poll out of Tra- uh, Trafalgar which shows that New York's uh, attorney general, that anti-Trump bitch, Letitia James, the tits, uh, <laughs> is losing. Yeah. Losing, yeah, by about almost a point and a half to Republican Attorney General candidate Michael Henry, um, which interestingly enough, uh, I know him from Twitter, yeah, um, and you know he he let me know when he was launching his campaign, and I was like, hey man, New York, good luck, and here we are, you know, so yeah. um, we'll try to get him on the show in the coming weeks. We're gonna try to get a couple candidates coming through here. It's uh been talking to Carrie Lake, so we'll we'll see. We're, we're gonna have some interesting shows coming up, and we're gonna we're gonna try to get some good candidates on here for you. A couple of other polls that came out, and I only exclusively look at Trafalgar now, by the way. Yeah, I disregard all other polls. Trafalgar, uh, or yeah, as Mister Producer would say, Trafalgar. <laughs> um, so we got some interesting polls coming out of there. Uh, North Carolina Senate, okay, the Senate General shows Ted Budd up almost three percent, which for North Carolina is pretty good in a poll. Um, remember, yeah. nearly every single poll had Tillis down when he won. Yeah. And, you know, fuck him. But yeah. just saying, statistically, that's what happens. We've also got, this was an interesting poll to me. They ran a poll asking about GOP confidence, right? Have The question was, have Republicans made a strong enough case as to why they should earn your support in the 2022 midterm elections? 34% said yes. Fifty-six percent said no, so we clearly have some work to do there, and a lot of that goes back to all the things we've been talking about for oh, weeks. Oh, right, how they put things with, on cruise control all summer and didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, Biden student loan stuff. Let me guess, not popular. Uh, you know, it's not as unpopular as I thought it would be, so that's kind of worrisome. Um. But the question in this is a little bit different. It's not do you approve of his plan, right? It's are you more or less likely to vote for a political candidate who supports Biden's student loan forgiveness plan? 55, almost 56% less likely, 44% more likely. So, you know, I don't know that that's going to really move the needle a whole lot there. Maybe it could upturn out in, uh, you know, red blue-collar worker areas in swing states, you know, that could help. Um, But that was an interesting result. I I thought it would be a little bit different there. But real quickly, I don't want to talk about Vermont too much, but Phil Scott is 68% he's at, but 
the Republican Senate candidates at 43%. So Remember, he's a Democrat, though, pretty much. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm trying yeah. to say? Like, he's like, but like, he's like a Lincoln Chafee. That's just so weird that you would get that much split ticketing. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, another interesting question. Do you believe the Chinese government considered itself considers itself at war with China? 40% now say yes, oh, wow. which is a significant jump. The high, uh, the next highest thirty four percent say they're not sure. So, only twenty five percent say no, which is basically the hardcore Bidenites. GOP generic ballot is GOP plus five point seven percent. Now, here's the thing: if the national environment is GOP plus five point seven, we will win forty seats in the House, and I think take control of the Senate. Mm-hmm. The question is: Will it be that? What will the turnout be? You know, what's going to happen between now and Election Day that either on our side will intensify things in our favor or fuck things up in our favor? And that could be things that the Democrats do, and it could also be things that we do. Yeah. Um, you know, like the like everyone we've been talking about, Rick Scott, you know, McCarthy, they all need to get their shit together. Yeah. The RNC, they need to get moving. I get that money may be a problem right now, and that's not going to improve if they don't show that they've got some balls to do what it takes to win. Yeah. You Get know? some bullets to do it's it. It's like it's like chicken and egg shit yeah. here. They're like, well, we don't have any money to do this, so we can't do anything. And I'm like, well, that's you something. Do. That's, you, 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 McConnell's pack has, has a ton of money. Oh, I know. A ton know. of money. And again, that goes back to he yeah. doesn't want to give money to people he yeah. thinks would vote against him for the leadership. Exactly, exactly. So, so even though he's a, million, thought, guys. he's a million fucking years old, yeah. and maybe, just maybe, it's time... To let some someone fresh, else take the reins. Blood? Like John Cornyn? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. The death stare I just gave. <laughs> well, that's what it was going to well, be. Well, remember, that was, gonna, yeah. that, was, that was a succession that, plan. That still might the be. succession plan. That still there. might be what happens. So yeah. let me tell you, if we go to an open leadership election, it's going to get fucking nasty. And it's going to be nasty in the house, too. If, he, if McConnell's like, listen, you, you get the votes for this anti-gun package that these uh, damn Democrats are, you know, crafting post Uvalde and I'll make sure that the Republican caucus delivers for you when I leave. Yeah. I something mean, like probably that thing, right? Yeah. I bet you something like that happened for Just sure. Good dog. <laughs> um all right. Last thing here, clip of the day. Remember a couple weeks ago we played you a clip of uh Fetterman being able to not really say a complete sentence? Yeah. Well now NBC is claiming that the video is quote deceptively edited. Mm. Okay. And the video was put together by Greg Price, who's a friend of mine, and great Philadelphia Eagles fan. And last night, this NBC News dork went on this Twitter tirade and wrote a story about him and how he deceptively edited this and how he's trying to put out misinformation and this and that. Cry more. But then the most interesting thing happened. The last tweet that the guy sent, he said... Now, some of you are saying that the edits aren't that major. They're just very minor edits. And I'm like, yeah, it's called a montage where you put stuff together. It's called a supercut where you put a bunch of different clips from one speech, various parts of the speech, right after each other. It's common practice in media. Fucking Rocky Balboa had a montage. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's common practice, but apparently... That is not good enough for him. So we say fuck him, and we're going to play you the clip of Fetterman. 
You tell us what you think of this. Roll that clip, Mr. Producer. One of you, you didn't have a doctor in your life making fun of it, making light of it, or telling you that you're not fit to be served. Can you describe uh, a stroke and what, you know, what's happened? If, so I, I use the example. So pretend I was, I want to go to Wegmans. It's such the most important race for the Senate here for 22. We have to replace Pat Toomey. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Senator Toomey was not very nice to me. He, Pat Toomey is a miracle. He had a chance, he had a chance to match me up again. Abortion is the ballot now in November. Definitely sounds like a guy who should be in the Senate, mm. right? Yeah. Jersey, yeah. three miles away. Steel pants. Right, that's my favorite part, yeah. <laughs> All right, so one final run here of our major 400th episode promotion for Town Hall VIP. If you want to become a VIP member, go to townhallvip.com. Use the promo code TRIGGERED400. That's TRIGGERED400 for 50% off. Uh, get in this exclusive club of patrons. I can't talk today. Um, so if you are already a VIP member and you want to upgrade for an additional year using this code, you can do so. Email us triggered at townhall.com. I got a couple questions about that. So email us triggered at townhall.com and Mr. Producer or I will get you all taken care of. So you can use this to upgrade for an additional year on your membership and we'll extend your membership out a year from your original purchase date. So that's townhallvip.com. Use the promo code triggered 400 for 50% off. Thank you to all of you who are VIP members. Thank you to all of you who listen to us week in and week out. We love all of you. It means the world to us. Just a programming note. There will be no episode of Triggered on Tuesday. I know, very disappointing for all of you. I'm off. I need a little bit of vacation. So um, we will be back here next Thursday. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. So uh, if you'd like to reach out, email is triggered at townhall.com. We hope you have a tremendous weekend, uh, and we will be back here next Thursday for another episode of Triggered. See you then.